Welcome back to the Play Me Podcast. This week's guest is Derek Fuller. Our most informed guest yet. I'm here. Yeah. Right, he's here. He is and I'm here. ready. This week's he's topic. Not, he is not on a on a Discord call. He is really here. I am actually physically, physically present here. in this. This, room. this week's topic is um, really controversial because we're talking about the AIDS epidemic of the 1980s. <laughs> we don't give a Derek fuck about is an that. AIDS survivor. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's a very personal topic to him. Bro, we knew <laughs> they were going to cure that shit. It's fine. Now, today we're talking about <coughs> armament and why it's your right and why you should care about it and why it's good for you. Love the gun. It feeds the soul. Feel the gun. Stroke the gun. <laughs> Touch the cow. Do the it gun. now. Become a gun. Become a gun. I'm trans gun. <laughs> That's good. I'm amosexual, and Ooh. I'm very proud to admit it. I only I only get off to putting rounds up my butt. And All in right. this podcast today, if you don't like guns, we're going to tell you why you do actually like guns. So, so. one thing that we <laughs> mentioned last night is it seems really <laughs> suspicious that the Democratic Party, which is anti-federalist and is voting consistently and creating laws for a stronger centralized government, is the party that wants to take away your Second Amendment right, which protects your right to bear arms against tyrannical government. Oh, absolutely. And in, in recent times, and this is a very... Um, cavalier interpretation of their policy, but I just want, I want to present a little logic problem to you, okay? So imagine for a second you live in a country where you're part of an ethnic group that's targeted by the police in your country consistently, um, and, and you're brutalized, and you're unfairly you know, attacked, unfairly imprisoned, unfairly arrested. And they actually don't want you to have firearms to defend yourself in what is allegedly a uh, quite racist and quite terrible country. Hypothetical. Hypothetical, obviously. Hypothetical. Wow. But, but imagine for a second that you, should, you can't have guns and the cops are bad and you're trying to get rid of the cops, Without guns. but the cops should take care of all the major problems. So if you'll, if you'll go ahead and enlighten me how that is a good idea... Because we're going to replace, we're going to replace it with what? The, I mean, the right to defend yourself with just hoping, hoping everyone's not going to fuck you up. I mean, hoping all of the criminals that are already fucking people's lives up are just going to be like, oh, I can't have guns anymore. I guess I just won't do that. Yeah, and there's a, there's also a cute twist to the scenario where um, there's like 160 million firearms plus, actually probably substantially more than that, and you're never going to get rid of them. They're just going to float around. So you can't legally own a gun. You can't legally defend yourself because hypothetically by this point in this country, you have to stand your ground, or you can't stand your ground, rather. You have to flee. You have a duty to retreat no matter what. If you don't do it, you go to prison. So say goodbye to your kids. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a bad picture. It's a very bad picture. Uh, we have to somehow get rid of the most effective implements to preserve your life and your loved one's <laughs> life and then allow... The police system to handle everything while also getting rid of the police system. I don't really fully fathom that in recent times. It's been a very odd, odd thing. Now, of course, the solution apparently is just have a bunch of militias that are comprised of some nebulous group of people. We don't really know who they are, but... Yeah, because yeah. that sounds like an even better idea than... Yeah. You're essentially just... <laughs> having poorly trained police... Yeah. essentially just creating more proud boys. Yeah. Just create... Yeah, but... <laughs> I know I'm proud. Are you proud to be a boy, though? You know, right. It's like we talked yes. about when we were younger. It's just, you know, the real solution to this whole police problem is just gendarmes. 
actually get it. Yeah, just have really angry military kids who don't actually want to do this, but also don't want to do anything else. Just uh, go police our country and only respond to capital crime. And it's a terrible idea, but we're getting it out there. So I like it. It's pretty good, actually. But yeah, I guess I guess uh, we should start at the beginning. Oh, first beginning. Work our there was work our way. No guns. Well, on the first day, God created guns so we could fight the dinosaurs. Way before he made man. He was like, you know what would be sweet? Something that shoots something out of it. That would be absolutely That many created man. No, but but seriously, um, we got to start. We do actually have to start at the beginning, which is when our very far away human ancestors first walked out of the cave, fists curled into a... And picked up their guns. Well, Picked up their guns, the Atlantean guns they had before. When they first curled their hands into cudgels and went about smashing the shit out of everything in their way in order to survive. They realized that, damn, I really wish I had something better than my own hands. And uh, and God gave them guns. <laughs> and then God gave them guns. Um, but, no, armament's a very interesting thing because humans and weapons and tool, any tool for that matter, have been, you know, they're, they're absolutely married together. They're inseparable. The reason we... Because let's get this straight. Guns are tools. Guns are Period. tools. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that. Any tool is a weapon. Well, I mean... I mean, yeah, but guns are What the point I'm making tools. is if some yeah. high schooler is getting bullied and he wants to kill people, if he doesn't have access to a gun, what is the, what he's going to do it irregardless. What's the thing <laughs> in high school? Two, two guys, one hammer? What? What? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a porno. No, that's a, it's that video from Russia where those two kids find a homeless man sleeping in the woods and they kill him with a hammer and a screwdriver. Jesus fucking Christ. Pretty <laughs> awful. Whoa. It sounds about par sounds for the like course Russia. for early 2000s Russia, but... Um, no, but... A, a firearm... Christ. I mean, before there were firearms, you know, we... we Humans had access to a whole variety of arms. You could consider, in a very loose sense, the atlatl as the very first projector firearm. Um, before the bow, before anything else, is the the, the spear thrower. Um, not just it's Pretty not cool just weapon. it's not just a munition. It's not just a throwing spear, but it's a spear thrower designed to be repeatedly used. Um, it's kind of the progenitor to the firearm. Um, and, Don't worry about it. And it's, and essentially, without that single implement, humans would not have reached the this the situation that we're in now. Which admittedly is very shitty, so maybe they should have never Wait, developed what, it. But I'm sorry, what single implement? Projectiles? The projectile arms? The atlatl is, is the is the great grandparent of the gun. Yes. And then, you know, developing better missile weapons like the, the bow are are useful for a whole variety of purposes. You can hunt with them, you can kill nasty people with them, you can from a distance, like you a can, safe distance. You can enjoy for sporting purposes. You can enjoy it. You can better yourself at it. But use it as a hobby. You can fucking flex. You can flex extremely hard. Like, your yeah. muscles are ripped from having to be an archer. Bitch, you can't do that. Um, You're stupid. But the, but the point we're trying to make is that, um, you know, arms are an intrinsic part of the human experience. And yeah, I've got them. And it's only until... Yeah, I, I don't know if I have those. But, <laughs> um, but it is... It is a very intrinsic part of the human experience. Without them, we we'd be nowhere. We would be destroyed by the environment. And it's only until extremely recently has the access to arms, like not having the access to arms has not been that huge of an issue for the majority of population on the planet, or at least in the Western world. Maybe not the planet, but at least the Western world. But Well, actually, uh, laws against uh, carrying, carrying arms... Um, 
dates back to medieval times. Oh, it certainly does, and even before that, absolutely. But it's a it's a power. It's, yeah, it's all it's, about power. it's all about power. It's mostly implete- implemented as a strategy. Uh, a strategy. Wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> a strategy to uh, make sure that people don't revolt against government. And and a, in a lot of medieval cities, you weren't allowed to have anything longer than like a short sword. And it's it's in some cities you weren't. There's allowed a to carry reason anything. why ninjas just used house tools. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, in Japan, it's actually a specific example we're going to get to. Um, yeah. Because it's the most interesting. It's an interesting case of pre-firearm arms control. Um, but arm that's and that's basically essentially it is that arms are basically they are a political tool as well as a sporting tool, a hunting tool, and a self-defense tool. They are political in nature. People, we, gun advocates can even try to dispute that, but that simply isn't the case, especially in this country. Our our Second Amendment is implicitly political in nature. Um, but this goes for any group of people, is that if you're not armed, you cannot exert your will. If if you were to choose violence as the route in which you were going to exert your will, without arms, you have you have no ability to do so. It's just a simple fact. A weapon is a weapon is the basis for all freedom. Now you're equipped with weapons on your body, very shitty ones, but you have them. Yeah. Really shitty ones. Um, but they're one of your, the shittiest I, I, among the I suppose kingdom. your ultimate <laughs> weapon is your is your noggin. It's your brain, because you can use that to problem solve and obtain more arms. It's uh but without armament, things get really shitty for a lot of people. And I think it's interesting that people who are essentially pro rights can be anti gun. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me because if if you want to have freedom, if you have all these issues that you think are being you're being oppressed, but and you don't have access to these rights, how are you going to achieve them? Um, if you don't feel like yeah, you're concluded in the political process, how do you achieve them? Also, this thought just struck me. I can't. I have a pretty big uh, proclivity to be interested in serial killers. As which, do most women. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking. <laughs> no, um, I can't recall a, a famous serial killer that used guns to kill their victims. I'm sure they exist, but I can't I'm sure they do, any, but if you think famous of like one. John not, Wayne Gacy cool, or though. maybe the Zodiac mm-hmm. Killer is probably the only one that I can think of off the top of my head, but most of them just mutilate their bodies. They yeah. use their mind yeah. to deceive people, pull them into close enclosed places and then kill them off one by one mm, and exactly. they they don't have guns and if you take guns away, you Take away your ability to defend yourself against that type of situation, especially if you're a concealed carrier. Mm-hmm. Um, taking guns out of the community isn't essentially going to solve the crime problem because if you make laws against guns, then the people who already break laws are the people that aren't going to follow the law. And then all of a sudden you have all of the criminals with guns and then you have well, no ability to there, defend there yourself. Are, there are essentially, I guess we'll segue into this, there are essentially two main topics that the anti-gun crowd in our country, the United States, have a primary issue. There's two big things. One, they don't like the epidemic of gun violence in inner city uh, communities, and I suppose any any area where there's large amounts of crime. They're not cool with that, and they don't like so-called mass shootings, which I say so-called because the definition is very all over the place. But let's say, for our purpose, let's say a mass shooting is over 10 people. It's like over two is I the think statistic. Actually, the statistic is four. Oh, is it four? Okay. Yeah. Um, but mass public mass killings, they get a lot of attention. Um, while they're statistically, and this is hard to say because there's, there, those are people's lives being taken, being snuffed out. So I, we can't say that lightly. 
but statistically, it's insignificant related to all other gun deaths in our in our community. Fifty percent, or like they always use the the number of gun deaths per year or gun related deaths per year as like evidence that we should get rid of guns, but literally fifty percent of them are suicide. No, it's actually over fifty percent. It's more near sixty five to seventy. And let me let me tell you, if someone's gonna kill themselves. They're going to do it. I don't need a gun. People have been killing themselves since before guns were even That's true. imagined. Now, there's been an argument that access to a firearm makes you more likely to kill yourself. But I'm curious if that's actually true. Well, don't. if you... I yeah. don't know. It's, I don't uh, think so. It's uh, four. Yep. Yeah. Oh, four for me. Okay. If you think about it, if I was going to kill myself, I would do the... Turn the car on in the garage thing because you essentially like just that. you I essentially like just fall asleep uh-huh. forever, nice. like very it's slowly. So You're good. That's why. That's why an overdose is just so nice, man. <laughs> that's fucked up. You just you just chill out. But if you think about it, like if you're trying you to find a back. if if you're making the argument that having a gun gives you the incentive to kill yourself because it's quicker, that's not essentially the case, especially since people have been shot in the head and survived. Oh, it's it's actually probably for the. Sp- Split second, assuming you don't botch it, um, it's probably immensely painful um, to be shot in the head, and it's a very unpleasant way to go. It's, it's also it's very terrifying. visceral. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's it's very visceral. I'm sure. I think mostly, and I'm speaking completely off the cuff. I have no idea, so I, this is just my supposition. But it seems like it seems like because it's it's very expressive to kill yourself with a firearm. It's messy. It's loud. You want people to know you were there. Like I think that's kind of part of it. Is that yeah, I didn't. I didn't think about that. That's a, that's a fair point. It's a statement. You know, but, you know, but suicide deaths with firearms enters interesting territory, which is a whole rabbit hole. I don't really think we can get into tonight because it would take a lot of time. But, you know, whether you think suicide is harmful to the community and wrong or a crime or it's you know an individual's prerogative, suicide's not. A, it's only preventable through means that have nothing to do with firearms because it's a greater issue than just okay, gun suicides. Are preventable with things outside of gun regulation, right? Because, like we just said, I, I don't think I don't think that having a gun makes it necessarily easier, right? Um, so if somebody wants to kill themselves, they're gonna they're gonna find a way to do it. You cannot prevent Easy. someone from choosing to die. So anyway. if you if you remove the all right, so we've pretty much eliminated the suicide metric. So if you take that out, the CDC reports. Uh, on average per year, about 11,000 lives are taken by um, by guns every year. Non, yeah, Non-suicide firearm deaths. Which, yeah. is, which is minuscule in comparison to the amount of... Yeah. I'm pretty, su- I'm pretty oh, sure obesity. more people die from auto accidents and more people oh, die yeah. from it's, heart disease. It's roughly yeah. 39,000 for automotive accidents. That's the number one killer mm-hmm. in the United States. So I don't Accidental deaths with firearms is actually a very small number. I believe it numbers around 200 roughly per And year. the thing about cars is like they're not no one's <laughs> advocating that cars be removed because there is a function for them and it's the same with guns. Their argument is that it's not in, it's you know pe- most people aren't intentionally killing people with cars and that it's accidental, but it is a fair well, point. It it's dangerous. <laughs> driving driving dangerous you know it's just it's a separate thing but people work through it anyway i mean it's dang- they do it every fucking day so i mean it, it's just interesting that the remaining roughly 11 to sixteen thousand deaths per year the overwhelming majority of those are gang and drug related homicides with a handgun and once you understand that metric, the rest is is basically accidental shootings, domestic violence, 
Um, or legitimate or, defense. Or legitimate defense. Very, 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 very little shootings actually take place with a rifle. Mm-hmm. And almost, it's it's very small numbers. I think it le- numbers less than 100 per, maybe even less than 50 per year. Because if you think about it, the rifle in civilian hands is expressly good for defense, but it's very, oh, it's, if you carry a rifle around, it's very, very visible yeah, on your person. People, yeah. If so you it's have, not very good If you're for carrying a rifle around with the intent of doing something, it's people are already have their eyes on you before you that's even That's a fact. Because no it's, one can it's really just, argue otherwise. It's mm. it's too out in the open. It's People are already going to know, hey, that guy has a firearm. Like, that guy is carrying around a firearm and probably, you know, if you're going... If you're going, mo- most of the time it's to a place where you're not supposed to have firearms. So immediately you're gonna you're gonna be, like, found out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure a majority of gun related violence takes place in gun free zones anyway. Yeah, that's true. Because it's, that's the easiest. Because they they want to be able to kill the most people. I don't know about a before ma- a majority. No, I wouldn't say it's a majority. Just either. because of what you mentioned, the majority of of uh, gun deaths are. In, in more every, populated, in very populated areas every, where there's, um, I would argue, I would argue though that, um, I would say the majority. I now I, I don't know what I don't know what number to put it on, but I would say like, and this is kind of broad statement, but I would I would almost guarantee that like the majority of of high death mass shootings are in gun free yes. zones. Well, yeah, every yeah, school yeah. shootings yeah. in a gun free zone. That's certainly true. Yeah, yeah those, mean, those are really the ones they like to. The point. And and it's mm-hmm. I mean if you think about it I mean if you're not just exploiting it for a political agenda I mean nobody wants their children getting fucking shot in school it's awful obviously nobody wants that but then again most people we didn't have a lot of children getting shot in school when we had less gun restrictions even in the 20th century where semi-automatic firearms were prevalent there weren't a lot of kids in the 50s and 60s and 70s it's not that it's underreported they're just not they're depending just not on what killing depending people. on what state you went to oftentimes people like would literally have a gun in their truck when they drove to school yeah, if to they're high older school. yeah absolutely. and some some yeah. high schools had like shooting ranges yeah. where they shot 22 yeah, down father, the hallway my father was actually <laughs> like, on a on a ROTC rifle team um, and participate in that and when we when Benjamin and I were in school those were pellet rifles or w- yeah, w- they were they were pellet rifles, and it's just uh, yeah, um, it's whack. Guns in school, and uh, and it's, it's a joke. Don't <laughs> don't take it. Um, yeah, I'm, and I'm not even advocating unless haha. <laughs> I'm not even advocating for like bringing back that per se, but it's it's just it's interesting to hear that. Um, well, the, the primary issue with guns in America is that modern Americans, unlike our ancestors, modern Americans do not have, they're not intimately familiar with firearms, and therefore they become something almost, well, they are. They're sensationalized think, by our media. Yeah, I think that's why, I think that's why uh, people think it's so dangerous. And I don't know, man. I feel like a lot of the, I obviously don't have any data in front of me right now, um, but I want to see how many of the <coughs> gun suicides are longtime firearm owners because I, think I don't know as a firearm owner yeah uh, and and a, and a suicidal person <laughs> Yeet. I have I have held my own gun to my head and it's fucking terrifying and that's not you know I don't want to go out that way I'd much rather put a hose in my tailpipe in my window or 
take a bunch of pills, or, you know, other things that I have totally have the option to do. Well, I know you certainly don't want to be a gunfight statistic. You get used politically, you know, against your will. That would really suck ass. Yeah, but I'm wondering how many people are, because I think for people that don't understand firearms and haven't shot, haven't, they don't have an understanding of it, it's easier to just, boom, yeah. just pick it up and do it, because I have used once my firearm plenty. Feel, I understand yeah. the amount of force and thinking about being on the receiving end of that is fucking terrifying when you know it's right there and you yeah. you know you think you're gonna so do it according according to i guess what is this the cdc yeah oh well um they quote the cdc in this article but this is mostly it just vaguely says all national survey estimates are almost all but this website specifically what is that i can't read it from here <sighs> Investors Business Daily. <laughs> Mate, how my can you make money if uh, my all your people is, are dead from gun violence? I, I've heard this statistic elsewhere, though. Um, it's uh, basically saying that uh, there's estimate uh, annual uses for self-defense range anywhere from um, half a million to more than three million per year. Um, and when you compare that to the 11,000 deaths by inflicted gun violence... Wait, will you say it, will you say it again? So... An estimate. Uh, now it's hard to say because not every not every single one of these cases, some a lot of these cases don't don't go to court or anything. There's no there's no there's no evidence there's no evidence yeah, because to, to pull the numbers because from, this yeah. is this is counting defensive uses of firearms of you just maybe pulling out your gun where you do not and, discharge and, and you firearm, don't yeah. discharge it and then the person set, fucks off. Um, which is the best outcome, let's be mm. honest. Um, so they're, they're saying that there's an estimate anywhere between a half a million to three million every year, um, which vastly outnumbers the amount of deaths if you take mm. out suicides um, every year. Even, which, even, so, with, even with suicides. So the argument are, can yeah. be made, even on the low end, which is half a million, the argument can be made that defensive use, the, the firearms actually... Save more lives. Save more lives than, the, than they yeah. take. Yes, it, it is. It is. Um, That's almost certainly true. There's yeah, for sure, for sure. I was. Um, yeah. It was uh, when I was looking at you know, the the validity of carrying different calibers, and um, personally, I'm of the belief that it doesn't. It doesn't fucking matter. Again, a gun is a gun. So if you look at the statistics, um, most most you know defensive use of a firearm either is going to be pulling it out or firing, like, just firing at all. I, I, Showing the fact that you are going to do it, they immediately, they they immediately, people either stand down and flee or they're going to attack you until they physically cannot anymore. So yeah. it doesn't really matter whether you have a 50 AE or a 45 or a 9 mil or a fucking 380. Like, you're either going to pull the trigger and they're gonna eat, run off, or you're gonna have to shoot them till they're dead. Or, or but most up. of the time, they fucking leave as soon as you pull out the gun and, or shoot once. And to add a to warning th- shot or anything. To add to that, leave. in times where a firearm is discharged, usually it's a handgun. Um, the average number of shots fired. I need to pull this up. This is a study that was done by the FBI, I believe, in the early 2000s. I believe. Um, but the average firearms discharges that happen in defense are usually around two rounds regardless of caliber. The average number was two rounds regardless of caliber in a handgun, which is very interesting because handguns aren't actually that lethal. 
And everybody that can't see what we pulled up, he is right. They fact checked me, and I was fact right. Check that Spotify. Live, live fact checks. Yeah, and if if you look at um, testimonies you're, of people who have real. been shot, literally most people don't even notice they've been shot. Yes, but they do disengage with you when they're getting shot, which is quite nice. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's the purpose of your firearm. I mean, firearm, just for so. people to say that they try to make an argument that just guns are just inherently bad because of the amount of pain they can cause. It's not true because a majority of the people that report being shot, they don't even really notice, or there's just such a, yeah. uh, well, what, a they, uh, you, an adrenaline dump. Well, that's because the people that are reporting it didn't die immediately. Do, do, <laughs> do, 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 are you referring to the physical pain or the emotional pain? Cause physical. I, okay, because when I hear people talk about the amount of pain caused by guns, I only ever hear people refer to the emotional pain. Yeah. I don't... I ever hear people talk about the and thing. and this is another interesting point is that this is valid to the whole conversation because I think there's a myth about guns. There's either guns do nothing to you. There's some people that I guess they're completely just outside of this political argument. They just are. I guess I don't know who they are, but I've heard this before from random people. So guns just you could just tank everything. You could just absorb shots and action movie style just survive. And they're like you know basically they're a, a certain friend of ours who believes that they can survive no matter what and they're the best. <laughs> And uh, it's I not recently, Ryan. Trust I me. recently watched a video of a police uh-huh. woman who tased this large oh. dude who had a knife. He was wielding a knife, and she tased him. And he just like stood back up while being tased, walked towards her, and stabbed her in the stomach. Yeah. Yes, I've 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 said multiple times I really would like to be tased again because I really felt like I could stand through it. Mate, tank this tasing. You can do it. It's it's not that but, bad. So it's like if we being, remove... If, being if you want to so remove guns, then what's... That, like, to me, logically, that's the next best option of how you're going to defend yourself. That or pepper spray, but... Pepper spray's not lethal, so if you need lethal force, which, so, of course, <coughs> looking at you, sucks. California, um, you know, sucks. they don't really want you to kill people who are doing bad things to you. That's a whole other thing. But, you know, a handgun only kills you through insanguination or severing your brain stem or damaging your brain or cutting an artery or any hyper vital part. Or if you're not hit by a very vital part, you must die through insanguination. There is no other way for you to die. So it just it's kind of an important distinction. And actually, technically, large caliber firearms, which we could count as. Do you want to? Oh, sorry. Um, I'm stupid. What does that mean? What does what mean? That big word. Insanguination? Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. Insanguination <laughs> is as to, is losing your blood. I bet. Yeah. I don't bleeding like, out. I don't want to. Yeah. Do bleeding that. out. Well, I could have said bleeding <laughs> out, but I gotta look cool for the internet. So, uh, but no, and being insanguinated. Remind is, them I'm all. I'm yeah. an idiot. Yeah. We're on Spotify now. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's okay. We. Love I'm it. a public idiot now. Mate, but that's that's. You're, you're not. <laughs> I'm so happy though. <laughs> don't try to stop me. Now. I won't stop you. You know I love you too much for that. But. It's, it's important to note that even larger caliber firearms, like you either have to get hit in a vital part. And this is why it's interesting is that this actually leads into something that's very relevant is that magazine capacity. So, yes, it, the average shots it takes to stop someone in a, in a close-in like kind of engagement where you're defending yourself maybe in a store or a church or uh, your mother's basement, um, all of those things, you know, that, that being said, very nice. there are... Any instance where it isn't two shots, you're going to need a lot of ammunition. Yeah. Because between stress and maybe a lack of training and maybe circumstances, there's no justification for having guns limited to two rounds. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Let's, let's all agree that the coolest thing you can do is train. 
Training is the coolest thing you can do. Training for sure. Being prepared. Even if you don't have a gun. Advocate, I advocate like everyone to train. 100, 110%. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these... Um, well, we know why Democrats want guns gone, but the people that follow them like uh, leftists, a lot of the reason that they are just pro-gun is because the only evidence they have for the use against guns is mass shootings. They actually have never gone out and shot. They don't, they've never trained, and they don't understand what it is to be a responsible gun well, owner. Quite a lot of them also went out and recently bought firearms in blue states, which is perfect. I think it's a good thing. I think they should exercise their rights to do so. Because they started when the pandemic happened, people understood that things might be a little different than the things they're arguing against. What if you don't have fuel or food, or you know, what if we don't aren't getting food shipments in our city anymore? And you know, it's all very, I mean, it all it, it, it it's a domino effect. And then you think, well, what if someone tries to hurt me? What if it's like Sarajevo and there's fucking I'm an old guy and someone RPGs my fucking living room to get all my food, which is a real scenario that happened. I, yeah, happily probably. share that with you so it's all very scary it's like okay so how do i defend myself if i'm helpless otherwise because there's lots of people who might be macho on the internet maybe even present that they're macho in real life um but being macho is great except that if you don't actually know how to fucking defend yourself when you're a weak little shit how the fuck are you gonna how are you gonna kill people how are you gonna defend yourself if someone tries to hurt your your significant other or your children or your dog or you know like how do you protect what you love because there's, I think there's kind of the because mis people who are willing to take that, they're going to do illegal measures. They're going to get guns. They're going to get guns, and they're going to, or if they don't use a gun, they could use any sort of implement. And then if you, especially if, if you're not armed, they don't. They first they off, they fear? can get guns if they want to. Second off, if they know that you're not going to be armed because you're a law-abiding citizen, they don't even need a gun. And, and <laughs> let's be clear, actually, acquiring illegal guns is both kind of easy and kind of hard depending on where you're at and who you're around. Um, but even if they don't have an illegal weapon, if, if they ban guns, there'll be a lot of illegal weapons floating around. Trust me, they're not going anywhere. Oh, yeah. Mo the, uh, a lot of them um, in, in the great, like in the, in the time period where like people are like, quote unquote, handing over their weapons, a lot of those are going to end up in <laughs> illegal. Yeah, illegalizing yeah. heroin really took care of the heroin problem. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and it's interesting is I don't think any of those lads in Southside will be uh, turning in their guns anytime soon or stopping the chain of violence. Dude, my favorite, uh, I honestly don't think many people would. My favorite fucking thing to see is pictures of like elderly couples turning in these ancient like rusty single uh, single shot breach back uh, breach action shotguns. And shit, and they're taking pictures with the police, and they're like, another gun off the streets. And it's like, these are the people that are going to gun buybacks. They're 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 profiting selling yeah. high points back to the police. Like not even no, high points. Nobody's cases, nobody's like. fucking people are bringing the only the only people that are bringing real guns to buybacks are um, people that are just ignorant and you know maybe inherited well, stuff on, and, and in their defense just antique like, hey, rifles here. are pretty expensive they can be they might have just done it for profit yeah. well but buybacks are not buybacks, so that's they actually they don't buy for what we're, the value yeah, necessarily. They, 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 tend to, they tend to do like a hundred dollars per gun period yeah. well that's yes. ridiculous because i'm looking at building an ar right now and it's over a thousand dollars so yeah. that's actually an interesting yeah, point we're spring we're springboarding well, you can, but you not not we're, what I want. We're springboarding on something very important, which is that the government during a buyback oh, or a well, quote yeah, or a quote mandatory right. buyback is not going to pay you what you paid for your firearm. So they're already 
effectively stealing part of your property. Well, they're not only forcibly removing you from property supported by the Constitution, and then if it wasn't supported by the Constitution, which is supported as your natural right, they're also not fucking paying you for it. And and that's just robbery. It is robbery. It's, it's very frustrating because people who aren't in the gun environment or around them are like, oh, well, you know, just let the government have it. They'll pay you for it. Yeah, they'll pay me... <laughs> They're going to pay me $100 for my $2,000 rifle. <laughs> yeah. No. That's obnoxious. That's like, I mean, it just, it's like it's, when they it's like It's like saying, hey, you know, it, in, in the same you're, you're going to do cash. a car buyback, yeah, and we're going to give we're gonna give everybody $1,000 for their car, and there's going to be people that have a $500 junker. Shitbox. Like, Hell yeah, fuck yeah. But then everybody else that has a $10,000 car or a... $70,000 nice new car? They're going to get $1,000 for it. Cash for clunkers was bullshit. Thanks, Uncle Joe. Don't eat the mic, sorry. Oh, I'll do it. I'll do it again. It'll clip and it'll... It didn't clip. Barely did it. It didn't. He keeps managing to not... No, I'm actually normalized. My voice is normalized to zero decibels no matter what I do. That's absolutely the most absurd thing We've had to check if you've clipped like five times already. No, I actually cannot. Three. I actually cannot clip. Uh, but no, the, it's, it's uh, magazine, not clip. Well, we're <laughs> yeah. Magazine. Oh, don't say that ever. <laughs> Clipazine. Oh. Clipazine. Thirty round assault. Clipazine. But, Thirty you know, round a second. To, to get back to our, our original, to get back to our original point, <laughs> you need ammunition. They they say well you don't need more than ten rounds because you can just reload it anyway and you really have no reason to do so. But they don't realize that in a self defense situation, if you are in a situation where you have now required more than 10 rounds. Or just lethal force in general. You really need that extra munition. You might need that split second to not re- not reload. And it's like, you know, we're, we're splitting here. It's like, okay, well, how, you know, maybe you do or maybe you do. But really, there's just no reason to limit it. Because the, okay, other than in specific circumstances, which are already illegal. I don't know if you guys know this, but did you know that gang violence is actually illegal in our country? What? Yeah, it's weird. But for some reason, limiting magazine well, capacity... Will you elaborate on that at all? Well, for some reason, limiting magazine capacity would apparently make gun gang violence slightly less bad. And I haven't actually ever figured that argument out either. Hold on, will you, will you please explain what you just said? What do you mean? About gang violence being legal? Well, I'm just cracking a joke because it's... Oh, okay. You know, people okay. aren't That's legally using their firearms when they're fucking murdering each other over drugs. Like they're not yeah, legally no, I, using I, their firearms. I, 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 I didn't notice. So it's okay. it's like oh it's 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 such a it's you know it's just we gotta stop. And we, we will talk we will talk about why it is these communities do that in different. It's gonna be a long so episode, folks. Hope we're, you're ready. We're, we're, we're gonna of. we're gonna we can talk about that in a different episode. We're not saying anything like we're just we're just talking about gun the gun side of things. So we're not talking about necessarily why the crime is taking place. Why is there systemic gang violence in our country? And right. It's a very that's sad another, story. That's, like, we're that's a whole separate issue oh. that, we, oh, we, that know. we will get into but, in a, but on a different episode. Limiting criminals, because having maybe at least known a couple in my lifetime, none of them seem to really give a fuck about the law in general. It's either you're kind of all in or you're not. There's really no there's really no ifs, ands, or buts. So. But yeah, so uh, apparently the... Uh, average response time for 911 in uh, is this just America? Yeah, in America is 10 minutes. But that's, I say that's lowballing it. That and that's lowballing. That's it. an average. I've I've been in situations where the police were called and they didn't come for 30. 
I will say. Um, yeah, what last time I called them and uh, they did not they did not show up for like twenty guys, something minutes. Do you guys remember how fast they responded to the party? Well, you weren't there for you. Were you? Yeah, well, I was at work. Which one? It, was any of you fucking people there? No, no. Neither, none of us were. Okay. I, I was literally showed up and I was dead. <laughs> and I was dead. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I saw um, a bunch of ambulances. And f- they, had, they didn't take. They didn't take very long. And then um, the night that I was going to come, but when I pulled up, there was a bunch of police officers. So I said, "Fuck that." Heat, and I was fine. Ryan um, overdosed on fentanyl. Yeah. No. Oh, I was not fine, but they didn't take any. I didn't have any drugs, obviously. But they didn't. Because they, they didn't, were all in his body. They didn't take. <laughs> they didn't take anything, and um, for a moment, they they. Did uh, take my firearms, um, and I just into a different room. I just handed them. I just kept reaching around corners and like, here's this gun under my desk. Here's this gun. Here's this gun. Um, and they just like took him out of my room for a minute. I I, I had to get changed, um, and then they just handed them back to me and I threw them on my bed and I was like, hey, bye. Um, but then uh, the night that the cops were called for Bailey, they arrived in like five minutes. Four, maybe. I, it, it does depend it on does. what type of call. Imagine being in a rural area. Oh, oh no! Believe me, I, I, I'm, I'm. These are, these are exceptions. Yeah, our friend Jordan's house. Imagine these are exceptions. There yeah, like, weird shit happens. The vast we majority. We live in a city that's like just big enough to where. Well, even, even in this city, a lot. The vast majority of police response time is fucking low. I'm saying there's. Mind you, there we are live, times. We live in like basically walking distance of a police station. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. We also live in, I think it's the 24th largest city in the United States, I believe. What? There's no way. There's no way. There's no really? fucking way. It's impossible. It's, it, it actually, that. I think it is um, the largest, the second largest city in the United States that's not accompanied to a body of water. That's true. I we, think. Well, we have a tiny... Don't quote me on that. We though. have a little creek, but we don't count that, y'all. Don't worry about it. It's not a creek. It belongs to Tate. It's Tate's creek. Oh. <laughs> no, um... No, but we live in a city that's like just big enough to where like there's a effective a number of police per citizen, but Are it's also small enough to where crime isn't that occurrent. Yeah, it it it's not as bad as it is in bigger cities. Well, it's like we live well, in a sweet spot because wrong? like where we you live in a bigger city and there's so much crime this happening is, to where they have to population. choose which ones to respond oh, to. Maybe I'm just wrong. I think you're just wrong. I was gonna say we're, we're, this is actually a really small city. Lexington. I mean, it's 360. We're, we're 60th oh, in population. Yeah, See, I, I only multiplied it by three. Don't worry about it. It's hold on, fine. hold on, hold on. Go back, okay. go back. 60's pretty good, though, I feel like. It's we're, 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 we're actually larger than uh, Cincinnati, yeah, and St. Louis. But not St. Louis expanded, like not like the adjacent counties. But No, this is by population. Yeah. But, I mean, I, that's... But it's uh, what, yeah. Uh, we're, no, we've surpassed Cincinnati about two or three years so ago. Cincinnati, Ohio, for you folks. It's a larger area. I, but if you think about Cincinnati, a lot of, I mean, about uh, but St. They Louis, a, a lot of the people a, who live in St. Louis actually yeah. live I'm outside of Cincinnati. St. Cincinnati is so big. Cincinnati oh. is adjacent. They, they have a larger. Townships, though, and they they're also a, technically larger. They have a larger like downtown property. area than we do, but we Lexington does have a decent population. And it grows every day with silly, silly people. No offense Number one place yeah. in the world to start a business. Yeah. If world. you like, do you like restaurants? Well, we're going to let you have all the restaurants. Maybe just the United States. Per capita, we have the most restaurants. If you have a Fazoli's or a Long John Silver's. The most restaurants? Or I know we, we no, have a lot green. of restaurants. 
no, no, starting yes, starting in and around Lexington. I'm pretty sure we have the most restaurants per capita in Lexington because that's, like they go they go t- in tandem. It's Bowling Green. Bowling Green is yeah, most? Bowling Green is yeah, most okay. per that's capita. They're known for it. Yep. And then Lexington has, I think we have the largest amount of franchise chains started. Maybe it's behind New York and I'm Chicago. not going to look any of this shit up. I don't care. No, we don't give it a fuck matter. about we're, we're any of We're getting way off topic. Yeah. This we're just jerking off no, our city. No, these are about, no, what I'm this saying is about guns. <clears throat> we're talking about bringing guns into the business. Into KFC. Into the KFC. Which, is, into which the should facility. always be Run the, the chicken. <laughs> Run, Run the, the chicken. chicken. Run the chicken. No, but it's, um, you know... To, to hark back to what Eric. I was saying is that the uh, the population of the United States is pulling his dick out. Can you not? He's sucking can you, himself can off. Can you literally not? Holy mm-hmm. shit! You said you were gonna suck off all of our guests. Yeah, that was where's my jerk suck? off? Jerk off. He doesn't count. Oh, what the fuck? He's not a guest. He's a uh, he's honorary normalized NPC. member of our. Yeah, thank you. I don't agree with any. No, no. but let's let's no. to, to rein it back in is if if you're waiting ten fucking minutes. And there's someone who's intent to do violent acts against well, you. Let's do this. What's the number one highest crime? Is it is it uh, Chicago or Detroit? I, I I believe it's Chicago. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad there. Um, it's not good. Thirteen. Thirteen minutes. minutes. Thirteen minutes. Oh Dude. no! But if you're in Southside, they're not gonna show up. Yeah, especially like why they, why would they go there? They're not gonna fucking Detroit, go there. Fourteen minutes. And this Dude. is in a in a in a big city they, with the most crime. Can you imagine? Like they go there when you're dead. They don't come. They don't come while it's happening. They're even when cops get called to school shootings, like nine times out of ten, they don't even go in the building until the shooters killed themselves. Well, actually, Douglas, I don't know if you'd like to talk about um, that kind of. You know, relationship between law enforcement and schools. Am I allowed to disclose talking about that? I don't remember. Did you sign anything? I did, but I don't know if it's... I think as long as you don't give names of what department... As long as we all all remember that all of the stories told on this podcast are works of fiction and... Well, I'm not going to mention any names or any departments or anything like that, but I was involved in in school shooting training... Um, for a police department. For a certain police department yeah. um, for a couple years. and um, It's not Lexington PD. Just don't even worry about it. What does that entail? Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, they, we actually used Airsoft. Um, and they, and they, they got in contact with my Airsoft group um, because they, they heard about us. And um, we were basically the bad guys. And we legitimately went to said school in said county. And... Um, and we we ran through scenarios. We ran through scenarios, simulated simulations, and had and, and they 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 simulated. Yeah, stopping, responding, stopping and responding, full full, and and actually the the last day of the simulation, they would run a full on simulation where they were back at their department. And oh, and you we were at the school, and um, they had to wait till the would, call. They, they would they would get a fake call, uh-huh. and then they would respond. From the from the did they very, did they also the have threat. airsoft guns and and, yep. and just like full on respond to you yep. and I, I mean I, obviously mm-hmm. like you get hit you, you I guess laid down or yep. whatever and then there were also wow. civilians volunteers yeah and there was a lot of civilian volunteers uh, there also the fire uh, firefighters were also there because it was a full on response so it was I like mean, it was to simulate the real thing all first yeah. responders were 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 showing up to the scene they had they had they set up triage in the um in the gymnasium and everything like they they were full on. It was like a full on. Uh, it was is pretty pretty fucking cool. So how's that, how's that tie into the topic? Um, 
Well, know, you brought it up. Uh, oh, I brought well, it up. Well, let's just say how long was that PlayStation oh, response time? Really? Oh, it, was a, it was a long, like, because I was, I was uh, obviously <laughs> the the bad, the quote unquote bad guy. It was a long time. Like, I could easily traverse the entire school multiple times. Pro- I would, I would say it was probably a good, a good twelve minutes and before e- before they before they even showed up. Outside. Even with these hypotheticals yeah. that we're using about police response time, that's in situations where you have the ability to call the police. Yeah, absolutely. That's assuming Let's just say the whole scenario. Able to do it. Yeah. <coughs> we got there at, <coughs> We got there at 9. I think the simulation started the full day you? simulation started at, on the last day started at 10 or so or 10:30. Um, but it was an all-day thing. So like one that that last day, which was a full. Did they simulation. just give you like a hey? Here's here's the time where you can start, but obviously they 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 have to wait for the call. Right. So um, how do they? Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. But I'm just curious. How do they get reported? They had they had teachers or, or whatever. Just like yeah, there's a bunch of teachers, a bunch of students. They just, yeah, they and they would and, they, and yeah. then once they like noticed, were they aware? Were they looking for you? It's by one gunshot when you hear it. Is that how? Um. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, they, they simulated they, it, but they, yeah. They, they, I, like, they, they pretty much were like, okay, you go in, and they're going to like be pretending to do things like they would normally do at school. Mm-hmm. And, Did the um, teachers know which one of you it was? Because um, I feel like that's a, No. Yeah, good. Okay, that's what I was curious about. Okay. And, uh, and I, was not, I was not that person th- uh, that time. I wish I would have. That would have been so fun. But um, <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> well, well, <Got> him. Hey. <laughs> that was just fun training. It's like fun that. training. It was, it was yeah. genuinely fun, and it was really cool to see the experience. Um, we, we should reach out and do that again. Yeah. And, and, but, like, so once, once the first, like, shot was heard, basically they had to respond like they would normally, and... It might even take a minute or two, at the very least, to even get the police called. Because it, you know, when it when that happens, you know what I mean. It's Your not going to be like, off. yeah. And and in the simulation, it was probably a little bit faster than it would normally be because obviously everyone knows what they're there to yeah, do. To fix an area, yeah. um, and they they know as soon as they hear that airsoft gun go off, that boom, they okay, call. Yeah. Um, so and then it took them like I don't know, twelve minutes or so to get to the school, and then it was another like good five ten minutes to even come in and yeah come entering. in and actually gun free zone baby so i mean it, it and what you know the, did this did they have law enforcement on the premises what some do schools mean? do uh, they our, have a school resource couple. officer so yeah. like so we like a couple yeah we had we had a few i don't remember if they were armed they were they 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 typically have tasers i think one of them was armed they typically have one but and actually, in that scenario, um, the lone police officer is actually told, I'm pretty sure, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure the lone police officer is told not to respond directly to the gunshot, um, but to get as many people out safely as possible yeah, as they can. And this before, isn't to denigrate, it isn't, this is relevant to our talk, this isn't to denigrate that police department, but uh, they didn't do so good. Now, mind you, I think, what, they're like first or second time ever doing that training. Maybe, yeah. but they didn't do good. The, that means well, the, the that maybe first year that we did it was the first year that they decided it, to start it's a, doing it's it. It's a good thing that the training existed. They did training, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and again, people, this isn't to go on a huge tangent, but you know, they talk about police being overfunded, but like they're just funded with 
for bat they're just not funded well in a lot of places. They they don't have They need more funding they, to train more. They often. need more funding, but they also need rational training programs that aren't just like shoot your gun once and then take a bunch of seminars yeah. about some random shit that doesn't matter. No, the not seminars, real training. I'm, yeah. I'm fairly certain the whole idea behind defunding the police is actually just making the people who respond to nonviolent crimes people that don't have guns. And that kind of makes sense to a degree, but it also kind of doesn't make sense because what if it escalates? And then that's a whole rabbit hole. But the important thing is, like, if you can't trust the police for a variety of reasons, say you're part of a, a group of people that just you don't feel like you can trust the police in general, or what if, you know, they just don't show up or they don't show up in time? And then you start to think, well, like, really put yourself in that position now. You are unarmed. The people you're up against, you, or you may not even know you're up against them, they have total control of the situation, the environment, and they can do whatever they want to you. You're totally helpless. That's so hot. Sounds like yep. the government, but um, so hot. I think I think we've we, I think we've talked about why <laughs> we think it's it's a good idea to have a gun. Um, but, but that's we've not talked about legality. Can can we get into the like the the legal side of things a little bit now? Oh, for sure. Um, actually, I, we have, I'd we've actually, not really talked I'd a lot actually, about about that. I would like to pause on that. And I'd like to go back to the original topic, which is the history of armaments. That relates to the legal side. Mm -hmm. Is there were no laws. For the longest time, there were no laws about if you could be armed or not. If you can procure a weapon, you have a weapon. And, of course, that there were a variety of types. But, you know, no one no one thinks, no one thought, and especially now, no one thinks about that, is that armament, guns are kind of an easy, rapid tool. And they're expedient, and it's good that they're expedient. Because that means that they're cleaner, they're more effective compared to older methods. Um, but human beings have, human beings have had access to arms for a very long time. And, and restriction was almost impossible because the melee implement, how do you even restrict it? They can just sharpen a stick and kill you. I mean, what do you do? And, and yeah, when my, when my uncle was in high school, this kid was getting bullied in his class, and he got up at the beginning of class, and he was just like, spent the whole class sharpening a pencil. And then when the bell rang, he walked up and stabbed that kid in the neck. Jesus Christ. That's it's <laughs> a very clear point is that if you if a human being's willing you know, it's very sharp if a human being's willing to commit violence against someone who's innocent of of, of any crime or has you know no provocation or, or if they have provocation I mean you can't stop killing killing happens no matter what and, and this is this has happened throughout history and then as as power structures became solidified like um, the the Joe Joe era China is a great example. It's like there's all these warring states where everything's just going to shit all the time, and so arms were an intrinsic part of life for every man, woman, and child. If you didn't, if you didn't even have just like a modicum of understanding of what arms are and why you need them, you're getting destroyed. I mean, you might get destroyed anyway, but you have to have something. And then China's an excellent example is China progresses and their governmental system solidified, and they went from three different major power blocks to one country and one empire you start to see restrictions because they don't like the idea that people can revolt and people can have freedom yeah. because they need a tiered, you know, to have harmony in that system, you must have control. But it consistently failed because arms, while firearms might be in a more advanced form, arms can always be procured. You can't stop someone from procuring arms, especially if there's a lot of them in the world. Um, like swords were difficult to make by the overwhelming majority of people. However, they were easily procured when more and more and more and more and more of them were made. Eventually, to the point that in Europe, swords became a common tool that were available to even peasants could get a, a very crude sword. By the 1100, you could procure a sword for not a lot of money. That's assuming you didn't just steal it. I mean, again, you can you can just commit crimes and acquire <laughs> arms. So there is instances, and I will say this distinctly: there are instances of 
attempts to, to limit people from having arms. Japan, for a large majority of its institutionalized history, is an excellent example. Is peasants were prohibited from having any sort of weapon that wasn't in control of their lords, especially the lords, especially their lords. Um, however, there are large segments of their population who would rebel with farm tools and then acquire said armament and commit rebellions. Yeah, it's like, if no one has guns and the police, let's say they're responding to a domestic violence call, mm-hmm. you can calm down and have this facade like nothing's going to happen. He feels like he's in control of the situation, and boom, you stab him. You take his gun, and then you kill everyone. And what what, is, what can they do? And, and then on, on the flip side of that, because of that regulation and the system inside of Japan and the shogunate, massive, massive excesses of violence against the civilian population that were completely unwarranted were committed daily in that nation. And I don't think anyone in the modern times is, for the most part, in the West, is super cool with the idea of just just killing civilians because they've not given you the right honorific that day. If you think, I mean, it just if doesn't you think seem... police are bad now... Oh, well, that's... Yes. Police, yes, absolutely. I mean, that's... Just look up... 1860s police in New York and just have a whole laugh. We'll just... They might... They, you know, they, it could be argued if their most police departments are bad or good now, but police in the United States in previous times are just not good. Uh, they're not, they're not, not quite that good. Um, not to denigrate all of them, but many of them in urbanized areas, which is an interesting thing to note, in urbanized areas were, were not... They're not great. And then who had to... So then who did you rely on to defend yourself in these times? This is a real American experience here is... America in arms, the idea of freedom and your right to self-defense, your right to exist. Arms have been an intrinsic part of if, if, if you're African-American or you're white or you're Chinese-American, a lot of your ancestors in the 1860s and beyond, they're using arms to defend themselves against a whole variety of, of, of challenges. Yep. And, and so <coughs> to, to lead into the legality of it is... At least in our sense, in our country, English common law is kind of the the birthplace of the legality of armament, and and the real original kind of case that starts all of this is when I, be, I believe his name is Philip. You have to look this up for me, but it was he was a Catholic king of of England who prohibited the peasantry who were Protestant. So this was this was fifteen something, I believe. Um, he 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 prohibited them from having arms and uh. allowed Catholic militias to have arms. And they perpetrated terrible things against these people that they did not deserve over, over their religious beliefs. They just absolutely just did atrocious things to them. And then after, after the fact, when he was deposed, it was clear that every English citizen needed to have access to arms because they didn't deserve to die for... Just, just because they existed and had different viewpoints. I mean, English common law understood that, you know, English citizens or subjects at that time, they weren't citizens, but English subjects had a right to live. It was, you know, both based on their Christian right to live and their, you know, societal right to live. And we have inherited that as a country, is that I think firmly the overwhelming majority, no matter what they may say terribly against, you know, people they don't like, you people are citizens, our fellow citizens, and even non-citizen residents who joined joined, you know, to experience our country, they have a right to live. You know, they, they don't, you know, they don't. Hell yeah. You know, they don't. And I, that, which brings up a good point. Uh, a lot of, a lot of the uh, original 
um, gun laws were were very much um, targeted against minorities, um, specifically the African American community. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they were treated as non-persons for a very long time in our country, and and they certainly weren't going to let non-persons have arms. You know, they they consider them property, which is a gross violation of their basic rights as a human being. All human beings have the have the right to have security and protect the things they love. And and I think the counter argument is like, well, okay, well, it's not at the expense of other people's security, but possession of arms does not immediately lead to you violating other people's rights. Yeah, as regards to statistically, it's it's completely. Out, out of the window. It turns out that the overwhelming <laughs> yeah. majority of gun owners aren't committing crimes and aren't violating people's rights. Yeah, Israel. Yeah, oh, whoa. <laughs> it's interesting because they don't have a lot of... Shit. They don't have a lot of <laughs> guns in <laughs> private hands, and they violate a lot of people's rights, in my opinion. My opinion, mind you. Sorry, Israelis, if you're an Israeli listener listening to this. Or all of our, all or of our Israeli listeners. I, we still I love apologize. you. We still love you. All oh. zero of them. Um, well, they... Well, you never... We'll get into the Israel debate another episode. That's a, certainly another episode. Um, but even but even that taking into account, they're human beings. They have a right, maybe not to you know exert, and many of them do not. You know they don't exert their will against people. You know who you know they've done nothing to them. But why should people be at the mercy of their government, which isn't efficient because it's hyper bureaucratic? Their police, who may not always be on their side. Or perhaps at the mercy of some other authority figure. It just doesn't really make a lot of sense. You are your ultimate last line of defense. And I think here's the primary issue is most people don't think that they have to have any defense at all. I think What I think, kind of world? What? what? I think you're, you're, you're both your first and your last line of defense. Yes, that's true. I think there's, there's a whole lot of middle, middle ground where society does generally keep us safe. And, and the systems that are in place to, to keep us safe do <coughs> their job to some extent. Or, you know, whether or not fully. Um, but both the beginning and the end. You're you're the entrance and exit. The alpha and the and omega. And the omega. And, 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 you know, without getting into the politics of it, look at look at the breakup of Yugoslavia. Where massive amounts of arms... Please, <laughs> extra, without getting e- into the politics of it. Extra, extra legally <laughs> were in the hands of a whole variety of factions. But, you know, without any sort of political, you know, kind of understanding of it, in Bosnia, the Serbs and the were supported by the Yugoslavian government mental army overwhelmingly, and they received large amounts of heavy weapons, basic arms that the Bosnians had terrible time early on getting a hold of, and they were just completely just just crushed, civilians just killed. I mean, and, and it just when you start to realize, like people like all, today, my, my one of my bosses at work made a joke. It's like you're not one of those people that thinks America doesn't get invaded just because we have a lot of guns. And it's kind of an interesting thing is this actually armament of a population is is a form of deterrence, even if it's not a very large one. You know, it, it's it just doesn't make sense to me that people don't understand that arms equal well, it definitely, political it, I, power. It, and you're, you're, you're the political power preserving yourself and your own ability to make decisions. I would say it's definitely at least somewhat of a deterrence. To think it's not is kind of silly because, I mean, I don't care – like. I don't care what country it is. Like, yeah, sure, they have, they, you know, they could potentially use, you know, mechanized units Horses, and, yeah, and, and whatnot. But I'm sure that they would much rather us not have small arms. That's <laughs> certainly true. And that's, that's an interesting thing is illegal gun ownership in Donetsk was a very important part of the Donetsk uprising 
Donetsk and Lugansk and Ukraine, for, for those who are listening, the, the uh, uprising of the eastern Ukrainian forces who rebelled against the Euromaidan protests, they not only got access to arms that were already locally there, but they had a large, a large amount of illegal firearms that <coughs> had not been regulated by the Ukrainian government. And, you know, and legal firearms as well. And the Ukrainian army, well, they didn't win. So that's kind of an important point. I mean, the argument could be, oh, well, the Russian Federation got involved. But that's not really how it played out in the beginning. They they defended their what they believed was their territory and their right, and they, they just did it. Mm-hmm. They exercised their political will. So what's, what's so to kind of move on, mm-hmm. um, what what do you say to people who are like, well, yeah, like even after you've brought up all of this stuff, because this happens every single time, mm-hmm. what do you say to people? Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean you need an AR-15 or an assault rifle or like or a semi-automatic firearm. Specifically politicized to make you think that having quote-unquote military-grade weapons or weapons that are similar to that that the police and the military have, you don't need that because you're not a military well, they say that, you know, oh, it's, it's a weapon designed for killing. You know, it's a weapon of war. Um, yes, it is, actually. It is actually, I'm not going to buy into kind of NRA shitty argument where it's like, oh, well, it's just a sporting rifle. It is a sporting rifle. But, no, a semi-automatic rifle is designed to do primarily one thing, which is be effective at being a gun. Bows and arrows were designed to do one thing. Kill. But we have archery. Yeah. It just doesn't, I mean, there's a functional fix in this in those people who are making an argument that you can't use them for things, but it's absolutely true. I won't even hide from that. A firearm is designed to protect you or allow you to destroy material, animals, or other people. That is a fact. You can't get around that. Um, it's about the type of people you want to but, kill. <laughs> but it's interesting is that they always make the supposition that if you have an assault weapon, you're going to somehow use it against people who don't, like, you're just going to kill people. Every single day, people who own these weapons don't consistently kill don't kill people. <laughs> Maybe if Whoa, you're, look, you're every day, not killing you. Maybe if every day that I've had an AR-15, I have not killed someone. It's, it's wow. funny how we just don't go out and commit crimes <laughs> let, let because think, we let own me it. Think, let me think. Has there ever been a time that I've killed someone? Let me think. Let me think. No. Other than that one day? No, no, no. Yeah, never, and then, never and, killed anybody. And then if you bring up the data, you could make the argument, well, then so why do I, why, based on the data, actually, really, there's no reason to restrict my ownership of said arm because... They're like, oh, well, mass shooting. It's like, yes, yeah, statistically, again, it, I understand that it's people's loved ones, but statistically, you know, we don't ban kitchen knives, but people get murdered by kitchen knives and hammers and a whole bunch of other things in substantially higher UK rates than, than rifles. They do. The UK does. The UK does. And you know what's because funny? Because they're a bunch of fucking pussies. And you know what's funny? They still Don't have shitload. They have, they have record high violence. Record <laughs> high violence. Hot take. And, and and that's an excellent point. Is they've banned they've banned they've restricted and banned lots of edged and, sh- and pointed weapons, and there's record high violence in London, and it just blows my mind. Is how can you? So then they're like, well, you know, we've got it. Like we, I showed you the one thing where they had kids turning in safety scissors. They're like, we got all these dangerous weapons out of our schools. Off the streets. And it's just mind boggling. Is that you know what, they're gonna ban rocks next? So tell the earth, sorry, bud, you got to get rid of those rocks. <laughs> I mean. And it just that's the point is they, they make the argument, well, you don't need this, so therefore there's really no reason for you to own it. Well, you don't you don't you don't need I mean, this is a this is just to be absolutely rude, but they don't need a Imagine not being able to buy cutlery 
if you're not 18. Well, they also don't need a triple-sized horse dodo to perforate their intestines and kill themselves, <laughs> but yet they can still buy it. I mean, <laughs> I just... I feel attacked. I mean, where did that come from? I just, I'm just saying, it's like, there's lots of things we don't need and that people aren't use, misusing. Oh, but we all want. But, but we, we all uh, want. Apparently right. that we all want. You're but, right. You know, there's, there's a whole bunch of, of, of clamoring for this, you know, the removal of these weapons, but why? Because and, and uh, every single one of these been bad black guns because, scary because black guns are scary because they're like the military gun and and Ryan you could speak to this a little bit more than I can but every single instance of school shootings seem to be a mental health issue it's like you studied Columbine at least a decent amount you've always educated me on that so those two gentlemen those look, two look at your microphone is that what you're <laughs> yeah yeah it's I'm moving I had to I had to I had to shift my face erectional erectionally um yeah dude I mean like. Columbine being like the first biggest one. If you go back in recent even, times, yeah, even well, yeah, uh, or if, maybe ever. I don't know. If you go back and look at anything that you can find on these fucking kids, like, dude, they were they were fucking. Uh, I, I I might get it backwards. So forgive me. It's been some time, mm-hmm. but um, I think <coughs> that um, Dylan Klebold was. Uh, more of a, one of them was more of a ringleader. I think it was Dylan. Um, was very mentally ill. Um, so it looks like had just lots of London delusions and, and stuff. And um, had had his friend Eric Harris. And you know, slowly being a you know, in a, this toxic friendship of two mentally ill people. One of which um, I think it, it was substantially more deranged. Um, they just spiraled. Uh, you can make plenty of arguments for why um, people point out they were into Doom and, and you know, video game violence, all that kind of shit. Or they're just fucking crazy. They, and, and yeah, one of them convinced the other that they should make bombs, get guns, and try to fucking kill people at school. And I think most of the, most of the school shootings have, are, are severe mental illness and would you not, say would, not a not a gun control I mean were their home I don't actually all. know a lot about this particular instance were their home lives bad was that the reason that they were like not, no they were really mostly bullied no. at school oh, no, they were bullied, bullied okay they were bullied at school but they were also just dude they were also just fucking mentally ill and fucked up yeah that's one thing that I always try to bring up is it shouldn't be about getting rid of guns uh, and it should be about making a world where people feel like they don't need them Aren't most aren't most school shootings? I I heard somewhere that this might be completely wrong, but I, I heard somewhere that like most school shooters, uh, and it's maybe not even correlation, but most school shooters actually happen to be on some type of uh, particular uh, type of antidepressant. Yeah, like yeah. SNRIs. Yeah. Oh yeah, SSRIs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That that. I think that's. I just think that that's an interesting. They're different. What. Huh, nothing. Uh, oh, they're two SSRIs. different things. I'm sorry. I, I'm not a pharmaceutical. No, 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 no. I don't. But, but I don't they know. generally I'm are. When it comes to that, but they generally are. Oh, are, I, are, I heard. SSRIs. I heard that like most of them are on said particular drug, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's just um, yeah. Yeah. an interesting. Um, Derek. Um, I just feel like it's an interesting uh, thing to bring up because it's. Like I said, I don't know if it's necessarily correlation um, um, or causation, but it's just it's just interesting because it, it at least shows that all of them were 
dealing with some sort of mental illness. Well, that, that's not like you don't even have to bring up that point because if you just think about it, anyone who's going to go into a public place <laughs> with the intention that's of murdering good. mass amounts of people, they have a mental illness, whether they are diagnosed or not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. I, I get I, and I feel like that's something that people often overlook. Is well, every, everyone's like, like in, I know like it's fucking cliche, but guns don't kill people. People kill people. People kill people with guns. And if you want to really effectively address gun violence in America, the way that you want that to happen is not by restricting guns. It's by one teaching people about proper gun use in the case of accidental gun death. Yeah. Two, addressing poverty. And three, addressing mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that's literally that's literally what it is. It's anything anything more is one. You're just one. If if you try to make it a gun issue, you're already pissing off so many people, and it's not actually going to fix anything. Well, and it's uh, been proven. Not that it matters whether or not you're pissing people off. Right, but th- that's that. It's it's good to be said that yeah, yeah, that one. It's already been proven that gun that gun laws don't. They tend to not work. In a lot of situations, there's a lot of statistics that I could spend a whole entire another episode on um, that show that gun laws aren't working. The ones that we do have um, in deterring what violence there is. Well, that means we just need more gun laws, Douglas. But Uh, in doing so, in doing so, you're also you also happen to be pissing off a lot of people. So it it's it just doesn't seem like. Why don't we start with fixing mental illness? Mental illness, fixing. Obviously, you can't just completely fix poverty. You can't completely fix mental illness, and you. So, but we can but at I least start. Like we can at least start, like working on <coughs> mental illness. We can start working on poverty, and 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 start maybe actually taking guns a little bit more seriously in the sense of like. Maybe we should actually not not have them in school, but maybe actually teach about them and, in school. Yeah, and I feel like that way people can respect them a little bit more and understand at least at least how they work and understand like how dangerous they can be and what they can be used for. And I feel like if you work on all of those things simultaneously, people are a lot less likely to do because like we like we talked about respect earlier. For them. Yeah. I I I do kind of agree that maybe. I don't know what the number would be, but I would almost I would almost agree that a lot of the suicide, even suicides that are got by guns are probably by people that they haven't shot a lot them, yeah. because they and they don't understand them because in when you when you actually go and shoot and you understand how guns work and 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 you you you've you've shot and you and you've really been through it 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 gives you a lot of respect for that tool and your and your life and other people's lives because you realize how flimsy your life is and how and how much power you, you are. You feel that are. trigger break and I'm all yeah, about bang. the trigger reset. The, re- the reset, <laughs> the, is, reset, the reset is, is, is so hot, hot. Mm. so hot. Like literally to test a gun, I do a trigger reset every I'm time. Like, oh god, that's crisp. <laughs> it's like biting into a potato chip. It just feels good. It's yeah. like, but <clears throat> no, that, but one, that's one, a very oh go ahead. One, one thing is, uh, I feel like if mainstream media news which is a proponent of the DNC trying to take your guns away and also effectively voting for stronger centralized centralized government. And sometimes Republicans too. Yeah. And yeah, 
But it's just because they don't want you to revolt. Yeah, with, <laughs> that's basically With that out of the way, if mainstream media spent as much time, if not more time, actually addressing the truth to the issue, where it's a poverty and a mental health issue, I feel like all of these people spending probably hundreds of thousands of dollars for lobbying against guns would spend that in appropriate other scientific research or trying to address these problems. You would see gun violence drastically drop. You all heard it here first, folks. We just solved the gun problem. And that's, this is an interesting thing. I, I I don't think I'm wrong in saying this, but I could be. You are. Yeah, fuck you. Good. Um, but for a very for a very long time, it's, they like to focus on quote assault weapons. Um, yeah, that's what AR means. You know that. Shot rifle. Yeah. Fight you. Assault rifle. Why else would it be called that idiot? So just it's to me, just Armalite. To s- just to say it. Yeah, it's exactly. Me, just to Armalite. say it for those of you who are listening who don't actually know what it it, it means. Armalite. Yeah, a subdivision of the Fairchild Aircraft Corporation, experimenting with new uses for aluminum. But you know, whatever, bro. It stands for a assault, assault rifle. rifle. Bro. Duh. <sighs> you want anybody want to bring up the changing of the definition? Oh, dude. Of assault I have, rifle. I think I've showed you. I've showed. I think I've showed all what of you def- at oh, least at one point. Bad. But you remember this because this is goes a few years back when I when I proved this. I I literally proved. That oh, they, Webster's they, changed it. it was they awful, they yeah. changed. They literally changed the definition of assault rifle in order to push to push their what to what to their agenda. So previously, I have an old version of of Webster. I think it's like '90s or even maybe early 2000s. Um, that says that an assault rifle is, um, I think, uh, select fire weapon. S- a select fire weapon um, designed for military use. I can agree with that. Um, but then newer versions, if you look up, if you go to Webster's, uh, the newest definition we can We're going to pull, pull it up here in a second. Because yeah. obviously, if you go to Webster's, you're not going to find the old definition. But I have, I have, I can... A physical uh, dictionary. I, I, can, yeah. I can go get, it's actually at my grandparents. I can go get a dictionary from the early 2000s or late 90s, can't remember, um, that, that explicitly, and I have pictures of it in my, saved in my phone because it's very absurd that they would just change the... Um, the definition, uh, but the new definition is here's the old one. Here's the new one. Oh, nice! There you go. Yep. So it literally just compiled. Yeah. The first one looks really good. It seems normal and right. So the first one is any um, any of various intermediate range magazine-fed military rifles, such as the AK-47. Uh, that can be set for automatic or semi-automatic fire, uh, a rifle uh, that resembles a military assault rifle but is uh, is designed to allow only semi-automatic fire. Which I would agree with that definition. I actually well, would agree the, with that. That's it. the 2018 definition. Oh, is it? So that's, so oh, that's, so that's, that's where they changed. That's, actually, al- that's already... In, I mean, they're not wrong. That's, yeah, that's yeah. already in the sphere that, of the yeah. political issue. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I I don't even doing. think that second part was part of the original definition. No, but this, that is, I, this that is the 2018. Okay, what was right, the original? Right. This is already in the sphere of it being I'm not going to deny that. I think that that's true, but... Now, go back. Go back. What was the other one? The other one was two years prior, 2016. Here you go. Any of various, any of various automatic or semi-automatic rifles with large capacity okay. magazines designed for military use. That's also, I mean, it's 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 reasonable. But why does a barrel shroud make my weapon more dangerous? They've never been able to tell me. I don't that. know. Both of those. It's not that they're unreasonable. It's just that they're designed in a specific is, way. To it's not that it's not unreasonable. It's that. 
you know, we can call an assault weapon or well, assault weapon, whatever you well, want. An assault like, weapon and assault rifle bad? are two why different things. Why is that bad, But though? that's actually very important, though. Why is it's, that bad? They don't use the term assault rifle in their, in their actual legal parlance. They use the term assault weapon because it's not designed to just stop the, the, the so-called weapons that they say are military and terrible for people to have, which, of course, we're going to get into a, a Supreme Court decision that explains, which is Miller versus the United States, if you want to go ahead and start bringing it up. Um, but we actually allowed, it was decided that we we should have weapons equivalent to our military. Absolutely. At least, at least for common usage, are certainly rifles to defend ourselves, because if it's good enough for them, that's certainly good enough for the civilian population. But, I mean, folks, you can, you can, I will tell you this, you can own an artillery piece in our country, thank God, if you go through the proper legal measures to do so, and you're in good legal standing, and you're not a felon, you, you, you buy that M triple seven that you just bought on surplus. You go get it. Eat. I mean, there's nothing. If you're not committing crimes with it, and you have no intent to commit crimes with it, there's nothing wrong with that. Let me just let me just bring up a point. Um, just to ask, uh, hey Ben, would you say uh, from your experience that uh, outside of the particular training that they receive in relation to the use of these firearms, the people that are in the whether it's the army marine corps or whatever that are given these guns are they particularly s- smarter or more capable of, of dealing with these firearms or anything outside of the specific uh, training that they received are they I, I are they more capable are they better suited mentally yeah if you if you think for one moment that someone going into the military before they've had that training is any different than a normal citizen you're a fucking idiot. Okay, and that's the that's yeah. That, thank you. That's and the point even, I'm making. Even beyond the training, like when I was in Marine combat training, I was almost shot <laughs> by someone negligently dis- who, who like discharging the firearm. Who had passed basic and had already had to learn. Yeah, yeah. Gun Ar- safety has fundamentals. Already, yeah. Has already done like table one and two firing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, was almost shot. Yeah. So I was. I, I just wanted to bring that up because for, for anybody that didn't catch it, yeah, Ben was in the Marines, um, and obviously I didn't want to speak on something that I. Have obviously, have no real personal anecdotal evidence on, but yeah. For you to think that people who are police officers or the army that are going to protect you because they have some inherent like godlike knowledge go. of firearms, yeah, you're wrong. They don't. No, no you are probably all. better than them in some. Most cases. of the Marines that I knew were just fucking idiots. Here we yeah. go, right here. I, I have the picture pulled up right here. The Merriam-Webster dictionary, just showing everybody. Yep. Right. I okay. see it. So here, Actually, here's the se- here's the the page that shows when it was copyrighted in 1995, right? And here's the definition of assault rifle, and this is literally it: a military automatic rifle with a large capacity magazine. Period. Automatic. Yeah. Automatic. Automatic. And, and, and select fire. Automatic. And see, this is where it gets interesting: is that, you know, definitionally, semi-automatic rifles were in military service before the invention of assault rifles. Which, for you folks listening, if you're not familiar with firearms, something you can look up is. Um, the STG-44 could be considered, and Stung its derivatives, bear. could be just considered the first widely adopted assault rifle. Dude, let um, me get that curved barrel. Oh, the, uh, the, yeah. the Krumlauf. Yes, Krumlauf. that thing's <laughs> absolutely wild. Fucking, let me do that. Um, but it's important to note that, bullet shit. that it, in, in many ways, the, the birth of the assault rifle, which is, is definitionally by its, its in gun community, its gun community kind of parlance, is that it is a wep- is a, a select fire weapon that is both portable, easy to carry, generally, compared to weapons before it. Um, they can still be heavy, but compared to weapons before it. And it is 
fed from usually a larger size magazine, although not necessarily, and it shoots an intermediate cartridge, meaning that it's more easy to control under fire. All of these things combined produced a weapon, which obviously it was the way that things were meant to go because pretty much every major military fields a weapon like that. Um, it, it's, it's very useful. It's very useful. It's precise. They're rifles. They're quite precise. They're not just like some like movie where they just spray everywhere and it's just like gun and this is a thing that I think we, we actually because we're so used to firearms I think we've glossed over this for our listeners but if you're not familiar with firearms guns are actually extremely accurate um, people and, uh, uh, you might not be but guns are guns are very accurate contrary to what uh, certain people want you to believe guns go off when you pull the trigger there's there's exceptions but, but almost in, none in, almost by and large very little yeah. modern firearms have um, Anything safeties that, that you can you can take the gun apart and functionally test them. I have t- tested my drop safety on on um, all the pistols that I've had, and you physically see that without pulling the trigger, the firing pin cannot reach. So the unless primer. you have a P320, yeah. <laughs> I mean a, every uh, every uh, major uh, firearm since LCP. <laughs> every major firearm since the 1880s. All jokes aside, they they fix those issues. Like yeah, that's yeah. that's no, that, like that's a manufacturer issue, not an issue with it being a gun. Period. Specifically with the Ruger mm-hmm. LCP, it had a nationwide recall because when you dropped it, it would fire. Yeah, and that I mean, that's, and that, it's that an is, exception. It's a that rarity. Happens with, it's an exception. That happens yeah. with other ones. Um, uh, and then they fix my it. My SKS can my SKS can malfunction because it doesn't have any safety measure. It's got. A hammer, and it's got a bolt carrier group with a free-floating firing pin that is smacked into the primer. If you, um, if that firing pin gets stuck forward, which happens, you can the have grease, simulated grease would be yeah, typically what you can have simulated you, automatic fire. They can, um, you could potentially uh, have it drop and fire because of that. It's nobody. You, it, I have an SKS. I love it. Nobody. People don't use that. It's not a not issued, by and large. I mean, maybe maybe I mean, where it can't even, be afforded. Even in service, but modern though, firearms well, well, have but, safety measures well, in that, place. But they the don't S- go off when no, you, but actually, unless you pull the trigger. I, I would have to disagree with you on one thing. The SKS is is perfectly when it is. Oh, it's absolutely. It's very safe. I mean, like I'm well, just saying that it can't more than NAR clean your gun. Yeah, clean your firing actually, pin channel. Hold, hold, hold right on. now, Ryan. Hold on. Right now, clean. hold on. Go clean your gun. Hold mm-hmm. on. Uh, let me just let me just uh, go ahead and reach out to any of our huge community, I cannot get the fucking retaining pin out of my SKS bolt carrier group. And it's starting to drive me insane. Is it carbon lock? And I might just drill it out. No, it will help you. Because I know I... I you're welcome you can to... You buy a different bolt carrier group. I'm, I'm, I'm going to... Like it's it won't come out. That's very odd. I think maybe someone epoxied or something. It'd have to be something. It won't come very, out. That's not supposed to happen. I think. I think. Maybe I think. Put Loctite in. I think it your grandpa. Should, your grandpa needs to give me a new bolt carrier group. It's probably. Just, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't his. I know. It's kidding. probably just carbon locked. Uh, man, I fucking I've you know You'd given it show plenty me a picture, of time in, what, in what it CLP, looks like, but I can. And I've sucks, so using. I've used. You know, uh, substantial amount of force. But did you use ballastol? Anyway, we're digressing. I'm sorry. We tend to do this, um. folks. We really, <laughs> if you couldn't tell, we're a little biased. I will <laughs> give you that. We're a little. It's it's a little late for that. But Only a little. But also, we feel like the argument against guns is like it's not rational. It's very biased. Are you? It's a, it's 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 for the Second Amendment like and guns. 
I consider it like we can have a discussion about a lot of other topics and I can gain, I can like, um, what's the term? I can give you some ground and understand where you're coming from. And in, and in some cases, like I understand that you care and you don't want people to get killed by firearms, but like ultimately at the end of the day, like More people are saved by firearms and killed. Right. So it's and not, why do they hate that? What they hate it. They don't know that. Well, no. They just, they, if they find out, they're like, "Oh well." Uh, I've, I've said that to that people. That doesn't stop. That doesn't mean that we should. That we. That it's okay that this many so, people okay, die. Yeah, like, but just but, don't manipulate human nature, real quick. Okay. Sure. It's, just give it, a shot. it's just. I think. I think this is like one of those issues that's like, okay, you want you want your abortion, you want this and that and the other. Fine. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Amer- go America. But like guns, like uh, that's that's what sets us apart and why why we are the country that we are is because we can own firearms. We we're we're one of the only country we're the best country when it comes to firearms. And, and, and there's a great example from history. Let me post two scenarios. You are a settler in the western frontier. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. Your dumb ass has got a you got a cart and, and there's engines about. There's engines about engines. and you're gonna go out there with your family who you've taken out there because you want a better life than the metropole than living in the metropole of Boston or some shit. You want to go out there and build your life. Or on, on, and then here's the other scenario: You're a Native American who's just been sold by you know, guns by an arms merchant. Finally, you have something to compete with the people coming into your land. And in both those cases, politically, you might agree with one or the other. But those people have a right to defend their lives and their property. Everyone does. Both. Yeah, all of them. I mean, every and, single. And, and it's just an interesting point: is whether you're on the right or the left. There's two fate. There's like kind of two pe- positions on this: is there's right wing people who are authoritarian who don't believe certain people should have access to firearms and that only certain people should have firearms, or perhaps only the authoritarian state should have firearms. And on the left side is, you know, you have people who, you know, they believe that, you know, the lumpen proletariat and the proletariat, well, they can be guided into revolution, but they can't have arms. But you won't see Bakunin or Krobodkin or any of those people advocating for, you know, their, you know, the proles to be disarmed. I mean, absolutely I mean, not. Even, even, if, even if you take issue with Marx, there's one thing that Marx absolutely said, which maybe his... Uh, People after him didn't really take note on this. Is that the the uh, the removal of arms should be agitated at any cost and frustrated? I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but it, it's I think universally politically, pr- arms aren't just to further politics, but in a very base level, arms are what keep people safe. It's I mean, if you're if you're a nihilist or you're you know an atheist, it isn't some magical sky god intervening on your behalf. And even if you're like you do have a faith system, you usually believe that you're vested with some sort of right to exist. So, where's the objection to arms? I don't understand. So they say, well, we have deaths we could prevent. Well, there's a lot of deaths we could prevent that nobody's taking any effort to do. No, no effort. Yeah. So, so really, it boils down to there's authoritarians on either side of of that that binary spectrum that want you to not be able to protect yourself, so they have a monopoly. On your ability to exist, because if you don't have access to arms, it's and in the argument, it's like, well, you know, if they, if you know, if they're better than you, you can't do anything about it anyway. Well, I certainly would like to try to stop them. I don't just want my family like to get to killed in my yeah. house. I'd, I'd love the NKV to come to my house and like fucking shoot my daughter and my wife and fucking shoot me and just let me, you know. I no, I don't like how people make that hypothetical. That. You said it. I, I don't like how it. people make that hypothetical. It's like, okay, you're going to use your AR-15 to go against the government, which and has you certainly tanks could. and anti-missile aircraft and all this shit. I'm like, yeah, but if you think about like 
the logistics start? of a of a home front revolution, mm-hmm. they can't even use a majority of that firepower because the cost of collateral damage is more people joining the insurgency against mm-hmm. them. Exactly. Also, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, I will. And I will die with that rifle in my hand if I have to take a fucking tank running me fucking over. I can kill a tank Ooh, with an AR-15. <laughs> You're a tank mechanic. You can Go America. Yeah, you, you yes. You know, yes, absolutely. quite, quite literally, it, quite literally take it from my cold dead hand. <laughs> quite literally. Like, I, 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 I fucking have to. I, I joke about, like, people saying that and, like, oh, I feel like some people are probably don't actually even mean that. No, fuck um, you. From my cold but, dead hand. But, though, literally from my cold dead What's hands. the alternative? It's slavery. It's slave, And, like, you could take any political position and juxtapose someone with this and be like, well, the alternative to you not having arms is that someone else decides for you. And as soon as you frame it like that, a lot of people start to realize this is if you combine it with two things. One, the world is not actually that pleasant of a place. It is oftentimes a particularly pleasant place, but it, there's this thing. What's a sexy-ass shit that happens on this planet? There's, there's, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. That's true. It's but there's, fucking but there's a very thin, All the sexy-ass shit I've seen is on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But there's a very thin boundary line. Like when you, and like Again, operating a firearm teaches you about this and learning about safety with it. Is there's a very thin boundary line. It's not just with fires, but with anything. It's a very thin because I think all four of us have experienced. What color do you think that line? Black. Uh, okay. Probably beige. Honestly, chartreuse. Chartreuse would work. Um, but you know, then that clipped. There's. There we go. I didn't. No, it magazine. Guns are loud. It magazined. All right. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut everyone short. We're hitting the end of the time here. Okay. Um, Just remember that we did solve gun violence. We did meander a little bit. And I'm sorry about that. Perhaps we'll have another episode. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was good, though. Here's the thing. If you, if, you don't, a lot. if you don't believe in gun ownership and you don't want to own a gun, then don't fucking own one. Fair but, point. But the second you're passing legislation to take away everyone's right to defend themselves, you are actually in the wrong. And that's what we're getting at. Yeah. Period. End of story. Period. End of story. And I know everyone doesn't trust the government, and I know everyone doesn't trust the police. But so why wouldn't you You making movements to get rid of... People being able to defend themselves from authoritarianism, you've completely just shot yourself in the foot with your own logic. Yeah, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna end it when you said period. Trust, trust yourself with a rifle. Ryan's on his period. Period. That's it. If you don't have anything else to trust, trust yourself with a rifle. Yeah. All right. uh, This is the Polymia Podcast officially signing off with episode whatever it's gonna be. Yeah. We'll find out. Bye. 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 Bye.